Josh and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. You're going to hear this evening on this show how Richie got on at the football, so we won't give away any spoilers. Needless to say, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, you put, you correctly guessed the score and won some money. <laughs> yes, this is, um, uh, this is a podcast uh, bespoke piece of entertainment and information for you guys. Not something that has gone out on the live version of this podcast. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I've been a bit of a soothsayer over the last seven days. I like it. I wonder whether, with your winnings from last night, has this spurred you on to maybe try and guess or bet on any other outcomes of any other things in the future? <laughs> I'm going to tell you at the end of the podcast the absolute truth of what has happened over the last seven days and what I plan to do next. And also, right, just as a suggestion, uh, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, what unusual thing could Richie put a £5 bet on that might happen? I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who got involved in our teapot debate on uh, last night's yes. show. What a treat that was. I was saying that teapots are awful and need to be got rid of. Richie still loves them and, in fact, as you will have heard on last night's show, sat in the bath at the Isle of Wight Festival had three cups of tea back-to-back. This was just before breakfast. It's the way I like to live. So, look, I thought we'd just get this sorted one, one way or the other. I've brought in my teapot. The teapot that has been the big problem, yeah. right? The reason why I do think they dribble, it always comes out really cold, and you're always going short with tea. Well, we'll find out in a second. I've brought me Orla Keeley, uh, who I think is the designer of the art on the front. It's my other half, Katie's favourite teapot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought it in my bag, and we're going to brew up a cup of tea uh, on the show for this first half an hour. And, you know, dine out in style, if you know what I mean. The big question we've got is, what is the formula? How, I mean, I don't know how to do this kind of thing. What's the formula for tea bags per person? Uh, so, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, discussion about this over the last 24 hours. You guys have been uh, talking about it on the Absolute Radio socials this afternoon. And there appears to be uh, a consensus amongst people, a very, very simple... There it is. There it is. Hear it there. Very, very simple agreement. One tea bag per person and one for the pot. One for the pot? Yes, yeah, yeah. What so, is this, patronage? <laughs> so Across you, his palm with silver? If you take the case in point this afternoon, there's uh, you, there's me, there's our ancillary producer, Nick, who's here with us today. <laughs> there he is, love that phrase. guest producers. Um, and then there's the pot. So it'll be one, two, three, four bags. This makes it even worse, right? I wasn't aware of this one for the pot thing. It's nicking off us. <laughs> It's nicking a tea bag of time. We're, we're paying to drink tea. One of your complaints yesterday was you ended up with a weak or cold tea. Well, if you went with the one for the pot system, it would be better. Uh, Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show has tweeted to say, you, if you're going to be using the tea bags from work, we're going to need about 20. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We'll be brewing tea. Thanks for that, Emma. For a second... Um, I'm just. Someone What's going on over there? Somebody has suggested. I hope you've got plenty of biscuits to accompany your cup of tea, your, your, your teapot that you're going to do. Oh yeah. And I'm sat here thinking, the song's just finished. I really should be working. But the other part of my brain is thinking, have we forgotten biscuits? I know we're trying to nail this teapot business, but how have we forgotten biscuits? Our producer Nick has just picked up what appears to be a granola bar left over by the Dave Barry Breakfast Show. But that's not a biscuit. Is it your own one? It's a bit too healthy for our liking. <laughs> yeah. It's not dirty enough. Anyway. Uh, Darren Riley says on Twitter, there's too much maths going on with teapots. Bush is right. You know where you are with a cup. One bag, done. And as suggested, hoping there's a selection of biscuits. There's, got, with, there's, <laughs> there's Please, not, right? there's no biscuits. So look, I've put the water in the kettle's board. It's in your teapot. There's four bags in there. That's going to brew now. When we come back, you've got to show me once and for all, what is your problem? with this fantastic and only way to have tea. You will see it in front of your very eyes. 
it's it's uh, it's got a fault. It's faulty. Derek says, don't forget to turn the teapot three times before pouring. It's ridiculous. It ensures the brewing process is complete. I'm not sure whether Derek is trying to help us here or two days into the teapot debate, uh, whether Derek is having us on and seeing if we'll fall for it. But I, I really feel like a picture is emerging here of just how high maintenance and ridiculous this whole teapot thing is. The elephant in the room, as I described it yesterday, Fee says, preheat the teapot first for a minute with boiling water. We're treating it like a little prince. Lord, <laughs> shall I come round and pour you a, a cup of tea? The only thing left, the only thing left, is to is for you to show me and to show the rest of us quite what problem you have with a teapot. Right, I'm over the other side of the table now. Pick up the uh, the teapot in question. I'm going to put a load of paper towels down because every time I've poured a cup of tea with this, I don't want to use a bad word on the radio. Yeah, it's dribbled. Great. So here's your cup here, and lean that over here. Here you go, straight over the side, dribble, straight over the side. Look at that, look at that, it's, it's wet itself. It's wet itself. One more, I'll just do me a cup of tea now here, right? Let's see, all oh, right, maybe that was just a bad one. Okay. One off, that was just bad luck. That seems to be going all right. That's better. Drip. There we go, so look, wet itself again. <laughs> Can I say, you, you're quite eager with your action. I think you need to be a bit more dainty. Okay, that's not the first time. Can I have a go? You go on, you have a go. Come back over here. One last one there. He's going to, don't do this correctly. Here we go. Oh, he hasn't even gone with the towels. He's that, he's that uh, confident. There you go. Just a gentle dribble. Okay. That's it. Nailed it. Okay, it's going to be quite a frosty rest of the show now. Thanks for that. <laughs> Doing the show, drinking some incredibly strong tea from that teapot. <laughs> it's strong. It's strong, isn't it? Get yourselves ready for our 24-hour jukebox in aid of the brilliant Teenage Cancer Trust this time next week. Been on a bit of a uh, journey this week, uh, the two of us, uh, with our two separate football clubs. Uh, you went on uh, Tuesday night to go and watch uh, your Everton play, but you met up with the mysterious Warren. Uh, We're now busy, mates. Good old Warren. <laughs> exactly. He's a good lad. Going into the night, you'd never met this gentleman before, but he was the fellow that provided you with your ticket to go. I went last night to watch uh, my Arsenal play. We won, great. But here's the slight difference between the two of us. I went up with Todd. Went I didn't realise. I thought you were meeting someone there. Yeah. It turns out you went completely on your own. No, there's been plenty of times when I've gone with mates, uh, gone with family. Last night, I completely on my own. Went with absolutely nobody. Bought the ticket on my own. Didn't ask anyone else if they wanted to come. Bought the ticket on my own. Went on my own. Sat next to nobody that I knew. Didn't talk to anyone for the rest of the evening. Was Other than cheering on the football team, yeah. I was mute for about three hours. It was absolutely fantastic. And did you, when you were like jumping around when they scored, because obviously you've got three goals, you know, great yeah, result yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you jump in on anyone or go? No. On? That's no. the thing, because generally other people have gone to a game with someone else. Yeah. So everyone else, when those three goals are going in, they're all in <laughs> Embracing each other. I'm I'm just like pogoing on the spot. It was weird that you I guess you wouldn't have actually said any words for quite a number of hours. No. Like, didn't even say anything to anyone. When I left the studio here at five to seven, okay, I said goodbye to uh, to you and Adem, my our, our producer. Yeah. And then the next time I said any words to anybody was when I walked in through the front door at ten thirty last night. That must be nice. So that is three and a half hours of not talking to a soul. 
But do you know what? Given this job where we get to the point where not any of our listeners get sick of it, we get sick of the sound of our own voices sometimes, it's quite nice to have a bit of peace. The only person I spoke to in three and a half hours was uh, when I handed over the mortgage uh, to ask for uh, a pint and some southern fried chicken strippers at the Emirates. Uh, Nine pound a pint? <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> do you ever do, do you like to go and do stuff sometimes just on your own? Just not talking to anybody? Do, Maybe I'm miserable. No, no, no. Honestly, I love it. Uh, one of the things that's hit me the hardest during the whole lockdown thing when, when all the the fun things were cancelled was uh, I just started doing things where I got every like Tuesday morning I was going to the cinema on my own great I love going to the cinema on my own I absolutely love it and my other half and Katie and I never really agree on what films to go and watch so yeah. I just take myself off on my own go and watch me nonsense that she says choose whatever nonsense you want to watch and choose whatever snacks and drinks you have stretch out do you know what I mean Johnny says I was working in London for a few weeks back uh, so bored I decided to go and watch a show went to Back to the Future didn't speak to anyone for Hours. I loved it. It's bliss, isn't it? Asking about the things that you love doing completely on your own. Willie Gray says, swimming. I love going swimming on my own. An hour and a half of not speaking to anyone and counting the tiles. Sid says, love travelling around the country on trains. Some days I will travel hundreds of miles only talking to the ticket staff at the station. See, there's there's a fine line. Cause my, my other half, Katie, this is a northern thing. She goes, she, before we met, obviously, she used to go and she got up north to go and see her family from London. She'd go on with like a bottle of wine and get with the, the view to get chatting to people. <laughs> That'd be my worst nightmare. Someone just talking to me on public transport. Uh, speaking of trains, Kellen Sheffield says, I can't get anyone to join me going to a model railway exhibition in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to going alone now and viewing the exhibits at my pleasure. Bagging Munro's, The Silence is Heaven. I'm not entirely certain what I've just read out, and I hope it's okay, but um, um, I don't, I'm not... Do we even want to know? <laughs> we should inve- we're going to investigate very quickly, but it's okay. done on your own, apparently. Okay, we'll find out, hopefully, what Munro bagging is in a second. Joe says, my 17-year-old son James went to watch Arsenal on his own uh, last night. Nice to know he's in good company with you, Richie, but I had the joy of collecting him from Baker Street Station at almost 11pm. <laughs> that sounds a <laughs> joyous uh, a joyous task this is damning all right so we're asking we're asking you the things that you enjoy choosing to go and do on your own i chose to go to football on me todd last night i don't want to meet anyone that's fine yeah it's fine laurie says staying in a premier inn for a night away from my husband and child is absolute heaven do you know what this is such a good point because uh, very rarely do you get to go and have like a night away from uh, the rest of your family if you've got kids and all that kind of thing as well would it be too much to ask for that to be like a thing that's written into law that each member of the family's like, you know, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you're allowed one night away, just in a, in a premier inn. How often? What, what are you putting in the statutes? How often? Be careful. One, one a year. Ian says, my 50th birthday present, I treated myself to an EasyJet flight to see Johnny Marr play live in Amsterdam. Just me on my own. It was a great night. Now, Munro bagging. <laughs> yeah, now we're back to Munro bagging. <laughs> it was Becky who's got in touch. Uh, we've got hold of her. Becky, explain to us, what is Munro bagging? <laughs> Munro's are hauled over 3,000 feet in Scotland. So um, I've been doing Munro's um, for years. Yeah. Um, however, I've only just recently started going myself, and it's actually brilliant. I love it. It's so so quiet. There's nobody to moan. Uh, nobody to say that you're going too fast or too slow. Um, and yeah, the silence is awesome. It's, it's it's great, I love it. So Munro bagging is a term for completing the climbing of a hill that's over 2,000 feet high in Scotland. 3,000 feet. Oh, Whoa. it's even more of a feat. <laughs> How many Munros have you bagged? I, I've, done, I've done over 20. Some of them I've done multiple times, but I've done over 20. But myself, I've done two. Wow, so if you've done them out in the same time twice, you could say you double bagged it. I could, yeah, 
you could do. You see, we're getting into this. <laughs> and what do you take with you? Do you take, like, a little flask of tea and stuff when you go Munro bagging? Oh, yeah, you, you take um, whatever hot drink you like, so I tend to take hot chocolate. Wow. Beautiful. I reckon I could bag a Munro. I reckon you got a Munro bag in you? Yes, I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, Becky. It's been an education. <laughs> we are doing a 24-hour jukebox show on Absolute Radio Oof. next Thursday. 24 hours, your songs. We are doing it to help out the Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh, as an extra way of doing that, Bush has got arty once again uh, and has created this limited edition print, which yeah. is easy to say. <laughs> it was harder to draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which celebrates uh, all the, the artists that Absolute Radio play uh, around Bush and I in this radio studio, commemorating the vibe of us being on air, playing all these songs for 24 hours. If you go to to the Absolute Radio socials. Uh, you can have a look and uh, see the print and find out where and how to buy it. It only costs 20 quid and raise the money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. 100% of the funds of the purchase go to the Teenage Cancer Trust to go. A great way to help raise some money ahead of the big day next week and have it on your wall. It's going to look good on there. Limited run, have it on your wall. And speaking of which, it's nice having like a, a picture on your wall uh, in terms of, it means a lot to you, doesn't it? If you've got oh. a picture or something. Like, for example, the other week uh, we went to the Leon C Art Fair and we bought a picture by uh, a local photographer called Michael John Jennings. He's done this brilliant thing called Lockdown Landscapes. Right. So he's taken photos of loads of places on South End Seafront uh, when, when, during lockdown. Right. So they kind of look like something out of, like, Las Vegas or something. Yeah. So we've got an, a photo of an arcade on our wall yeah. during the lockdown. Uh, so put it out there now, just for this little bit of the show, what have you got on your wall? Have you got a photo of someone on your wall? I've got a big photo on the wall. It's a curious one. It's just... You know I like trains? Uh-huh. It's just two buffers. Two buff what? <laughs> two buffers. Two buffers. They're like the end of the line. Right, so it stops the train just, like, going out of is it, is it a located... Are these, like, real buffers from somewhere? Or They're what? real buffers in the middle of the countryside. It's, it's nowhere famous. It's really random. It just looks like the end of the... Quite a desolate picture, really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it's meant to signify, but it's up on the wall. I like it, but it says a little bit about us as people, doesn't it? Does it does, really, yeah. This is the end of the line. What a lovely meaning. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely motivational thought as you go out the door. All the shows we did at home during lockdown, Blondie overlooking every single show. Natalie worships Blondie up there on the wall. Debbie Harry looking down on this show. Do you know the weirdest thing? What reminds me the most of our time doing those shows from home in, in terms of what you were telling us, the scenario you were working in? Tiny little table on your bed. Bed table. <laughs> yeah, my little lap table. Yeah. Whilst you've been watched on by <laughs> Debbie Harry. Gary says he's got an eclectic mix on his wall, including an old railway-style visit Skegness poster. Richie loved that. I would. Fancy watercolour painting of a castle. He says, oh, yeah. Uh, they got married in. And, this is weird, a Howard the Duck movie poster. <laughs> signed by Leah Thompson. <laughs> he's thrown... I've got a map of my US road trip on my wall. Three months, 15,000 miles, just me and the road. It almost goes back to what we were doing before six o'clock and uh, things you'd like to do on your own. Doing stuff solo, good on him. Uh, Ian, tell us, what's on your wall? Um, well, I was lucky enough to work on the latest James Bond film that's coming out and uh, the photo of me sat there ready to go in the water. We were working under the ice in Norway. So um, oh, wow. I'm quite proud of that. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert then, what kind of bit of yeah. the movie is that I bit then? It's, I think it's the opening scene, but I can't tell you any more than that. Wow. <laughs> it's under the ice. Some of it is, anyway. So, is it? it's you, under ice, in Norway. Is there any, dare we ask, Hollywood glitterati in that, or is it just you, Ian? <laughs> yeah, there's none of the stars there, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> Did you meet any of the stars in your in your filming no, of it? No, they were all in the background. 
I'm doing all the work, you know. <laughs> Ian, no offence, mate, right? You need to make your showbiz story a little bit more permanent <laughs> with more stars in it. Even lie a bit. <laughs> We'd yeah, never yeah, know yeah, if you had I Daniel could, Craig in yeah, there or not. Yeah, So with this in mind, Ian, we'll ask you one more time. Um, was Daniel Craig in the photo with you? No, he's not. I still won't lie. I can't lie about things like that. But we we were there doing all the setting up all the stunts and getting all the camera shots ready and all that sort of stuff. So very quick, final quick question: Do you get to see the film before the rest of the public? No, well we were meant to have done, but because of COVID, it all got shut down. So um, I mean, we filmed this two years ago now. Yeah. So it's a um, long time ago now. Well, we can't wait yeah. to see it, Ian. We're very yes. jealous of you being able to do it, and it's way cooler than my train sidings. <laughs> <laughs> but the photograph was sent to me by one of the, one of the producers of Bond as well, which was really nice. Who so sent you well. your photo yeah. of the train buffers, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> Barry from B&M Stores. Oh. As you know, in a week's time Richie and I will be well underway in our 24 hour gruelling charity broadcast we need all the help we can get uh, last week if you remember we got tips from the brilliant Paul McKenna who helped us with the mental battle and tonight on the phone we have someone who can help us with the physical side of things with over 2 million followers on our fitness Instagram page it's the amazing Chrissy Chella Hi guys, how are you? We're good. We're a little bit daunted by what's going on uh, in just over a week's time. Next Thursday, starting 10am, we're on air for a whole 24 hours. Uh, our 24-hour jukebox, raising money for Teenage Cancer Trust. And uh, we thought someone like yourself would be a perfect person to chat to, to make sure we're good for nutrition and exercise, to make sure we are match fit for the day. Well, you've come to the right place. I'm going to give you the best advice I possibly can. Fantastic. Well, you are the founder of Tone and Sculpt and Honor Active, and it's brilliant to have you on the show. One thing that I'm worried about is we both stand when we do this radio show, so we're going to be standing for 24 hours, pretty much. What kind of exercises are good to get us into the zones if we're going to be standing there for a long time? So you need to be doing a lot of stretches and uh -huh. dynamic stretches as well. What's a dynamic so stretch? So there's a difference between a static stretch and a dynamic stretch. To be fair, if you're standing, a static stretch would be better. So if you're just grabbing your your ankle and pulling it towards your glutes and then yep. stretching it out, nice. stretching your your calves out as well. And if you happen to have a foam roller as well, that will come in really Yes! Nice. I have got a foam roller. I've got a foam roller as well. They're brilliant. <laughs> things. Oh, I've even got one of those little things like a little golf ball that you like rub your muscles on, that you lie on it on the floor in the lounge so your kids look at you oh, like you're a weirdo. They're good though, I, aren't they? I get my dog's tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered off foam rollers. Um, who'd have thought we would be that prepared? How big a part can food play in this? I ask excitedly because when I looked on your, your Instagram page, there was a very nice recipe you were doing earlier for a chocolate peanut butter crunch bar. And I'm thinking, this food is going to be a little bit more exciting than I thought. Listen, if you're not eating the foods you love, then what is life? That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. But you know, going, going to what Richie says about the Instagram followers, are you ever worried, though, with so many followers, and obviously you're, you're about fitness and, and living life the right way, that someone's going to take a photo of you having a, an Egg McMuffin in your car outside of uh, McDonald's oh, or something? No way, no way, not at all. I, I literally think food is fuel and food is your best friend. And especially with what you guys are doing, right, you've got to be energising yourself and you've got to actually be fueling yourself. So that's not just broccoli and chicken, you know. That's good to hear. <laughs> life is more than broccoli and chicken, it, isn't it? It really is. And if you are going to go the rest of your life saying chocolate is bad and egg muffin is bad, 
then you're just depriving yourself. You're going to end up hating this lifestyle. Wow, cello for Prime Minister. Yeah, I like this. Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> so, so what kind of little snacks uh, would be good for us to uh, squirrel away to bring in with us for the 24-hour jukebox? Okay, so nuts is a great one. High right. source of fat, high source of fibre, great energy, slow burning as well. To be honest, even something sugary, so everyone's going to hate me when I say this, but listen, even a pack of Haribo's, you're going to need some. Yes, come on. Tank fast get it in there. Fantastic. So that's the food kind of covered. The other thing is in terms of what we wear during the day. Uh, do Honor Active, your, your clothing brand, do any loungewear for middle-aged gentlemen doing 24-hour stints on the radio? Well, listen to this. I'm going to be launching some new loungewear in December, and it's unisex, and... I'm going to send you some. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's very kind. Thank you very much. We will wear it. We will wear it. Take it as an endorsement. Can you send a picture? Because I'd actually love to see you in it. I think you'll love it. 100% we will. (laughs) Yes, definitely. It might ruin your day when you see it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do some dynamic lunges. Maybe not that. Okay. There you go. She's out. Chrissy Cheddar, thank you so much. Great to have you on the show. Uh, make sure to check out Chrissy's Tone and Sculpt fitness app uh, and on our active clothing brand. Thank you. Bye, guys. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, the latest edition of the Hometime podcast. Uh, before we go, gamble responsibly. Um, and this is what has happened to me over the last few days. Um, on uh, one of those little, you know, gambling sites. It, it tempted me. It said £5 free bet. Oh. That was at the weekend. So I went, all right, OK, go on then. 1-0 Arsenal against Burnley. It was 1-0. So the free bet, I win. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. was last weekend. God, so you are on a roll. Yes, yeah, so I am on a roll. Yeah. So suddenly, there's a little bit of, you know, money swilling around there. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to Arsenal Wimbledon. Uh, let's have a look. 3-0 and Lacazette hasn't had any games for a while. He'll score a goal. 3-0, Lacazette scores. Once again, boom. Block capitals from Richie, 10 minutes to go. OK, stop now at 3-0. <laughs> That's certainly what I texted everyone <laughs> last night. So now, yeah, two games on the trot I've called right. So here's the thing. What does Richie do next? Does uh, he go again at the weekend for Arsenal versus Spurs? <laughs> or, or does he withdraw the money from his <laughs> online account and settle some of his credit card bill? I've done the latter.